my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something, to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Afrotech is a global gathering where inclusive tech companies meet innovators. It's the only tech event you need all year. Get ready for Afrotech 2023 in Austin, Texas, November 1st through the 5th. We built a whole template you can use to help you get your employer to sponsor your trip and enjoy experiences built for every stage of your career. Whether you're a college student looking for your next internship or if you're working in venture capital looking for your next business to invest in. And if you're looking for a co-founder or people to join your team, there's no better place to be. The massive corporate layoffs of 2022 and 2023 have affected our community in a big way. And Afrotech wants to help you get back on your feet with skill development, making it easier to switch industries if that's your route. And at Afrotech, you'll make connections to help you get your next opportunity. Visit Afrotech.com conference to learn more. I'm Will Lucas and this is Black Tech Green Money. Mandy Bowman is founder and CEO of Official Black Wall Street. 
a marketplace app that is the fastest growing platform for finding and supporting black owned businesses in the United States. Internal reports say her app has recirculated about $10 million in sales and business services back into black owned businesses. Now she's focused on expanding her services to 10 other countries, including Canada, South Africa, France, UK, and the Netherlands. When you're starting something like this, you don't always intend to be a techie. What does she have to learn to get this idea off the ground? Yeah, that is a good question. I'm a non-technical founder. Uh, so I started out my career in the digital marketing, social media space. And I think that's what helped me grow official Black Wall Street. But on the tech side, um, you know, I had taken some, some web development classes, very, very different from building an, an actual app. Uh, and so for me, it was a major learning curve. Um, I definitely had to tap a lot of mentors and advisors to help them to, to help me actually interview, um, you know, developers and, you know, our, our, our CTO, um, just to make sure that we were considering the right things. Um, so yeah, we, I say we, at that point, it was just me, <laughs> uh, but I had, um, <laughs> even back then I was so accustomed to saying we all the time, but yeah, yeah. I had launched the app, the, the website for official Black Wall Street, uh, the first one in like 2015. And that one I had built myself, I knew for a fact that I did not want to do any of that again for the app or something even bigger because it took a lot. Um, and so for me, it was it was literally just all about trial and error and finding the right people who had the right skills, which again was a lot of trial and error. Yeah, when you think about you know organizing this database of black owned companies, a lot of our companies, businesses, unfortunately are not super tech savvy there's you know a, 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 a category of them are but a lot of us have mom and pops and etc so I wonder how you go about you know engaging them into the directory when they already have some issues just getting their technology up yeah that one was tough um, like you said I've noticed when it comes to technology a lot of our businesses are way behind um, I mean, you know, we have other businesses talking about taking advantage of, you know, VR technology and, and AI, and we're still trying to get our business owners online, like just a website first. Uh, so for us, even with our uh, platform, you know, there's like an application process to be approved and we want to make sure that the businesses on there are prepared, you know, for traffic, you know, the, the aesthetics and everything else. Um, so for us, we have different partners, um, that we work with. So when we come across a business that doesn't have the right um, infrastructure, doesn't have the right website in place, we pass them along to those partners so that they can help them. Um, a lot of times there's just a major, um, there's just a major gap when it comes to the education and, and resources, uh, especially when you're talking about technology. So for us, it's all about kind of holding their hands. We have, you know, two different types of customers. And for those, we hold their hands and we, um, you know, we refer them to our partners to help them with with all of that. You know, many have tried to organize black companies onto a platform, um, but have not reached the success you have. I remember even Diddy, you know, like a year ago was talking about building, you know, some things to help organize us. Mm -hmm. But you've you found a lot of success here. Um, what would you say? differentiated you or your offering or was different about your strategy or your value prop like what made you the one to, to shoot out of the crowd i like to say i was a secret sauce um <laughs> outside of that 
Um, I think my, like I said before, my background was in the digital marketing social media space. Uh, before we even had a website, I had a community that I was growing online. Um, so before we had a website or anything like that, I was like, you know what, let me create some social pages and share the businesses that I'm, I'm coming across. Uh, and in doing that, we had literally built a community of um, over 100,000 followers before we even launched the website. Uh, so I think building that community and, you know, fostering that community and, you know, this is a social impact uh, tech company. Uh, and the fact that we were very big on social in the very beginning definitely helped us pick up steam, uh, especially when you think about all the different social movements that have that we've experienced over the past couple of years alone. Like we've been in position and ready to, um, you know, ready to um, to take the lead in, in those areas because of our social media presence and the community building that we did before we even had a product. Yeah, I mean, you, you said a couple of things there that I think are necessary to highlight you know you know just because you have you know a well-funded you know initiative doesn't mean you're gonna go like you talked about you built a community first and what people so often miss is if you have an engaged community people who really believe in you can almost sell them anything because you've already earned the trust so can you talk about what kind of things you did to nurture that community because I'm, I'm imagining you had the community before you had the idea yeah well yes um, I, I don't know that for certain. Outside, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know. <laughs> that was a good guess, though. But, um, <laughs> I had um, when I first, you know, started the idea for Official Black Wall Street. I was creating a resource. My my background. I went to school for entrepreneurship, um, and kind of this evolved into a business. So I didn't, in the very beginning, see this as you know being uh, a business. But um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, I just imagine when when you're building a community people will follow you anywhere. And so when you've built this community, like what kind of things did you do to get people in, interested in joining your group? Yeah, it was all about trial and error. And, and with social media, there was a lot of that. So figuring out what our customers actually wanted, um, what our users wanted to see. So at that point in time, they wanted to learn about different black owned businesses. Well, where are they in the US? We had a lot of users who were in New York, Atlanta, LA, um, Houston. So, you know, highlighting the different businesses in those areas, um, you know, doing different community events in those, you know, local community events in those areas, also collaborating with local organizations. So all around the country there, there are, you know, different black um, professional groups and black entrepreneurial groups. And so um, connecting with those people, but really it was all about, um, I think one of the, the biggest mistakes me and, and other entrepreneurs make starting out is creating something and being like, okay, this is what I would want to see. Uh, but for, for, for this in the very beginning and building that community, it was like, okay, well, who is, who is, you know, in our community? What's that, um, what, is, what is that persona like? Um, and what exactly do they want to see? And so we began, you know, producing content around that. In the very beginning, uh, I was, I mean, I wore all the hats. So, you know, we did a lot with content as well. And that helps, um, you know, just circulating different businesses in, in different areas. Um, all of the, the small nuances of social media, commenting, following, um, you know, following up with people, um, congratulating people for anniversary, posting about it, different things like that definitely help to build and foster that community. When you are building something that helps people find you know, actual physical locations, brick and mortar locations. I imagine 
you've got to do a lot of work in a particular area in order for there to be enough in said city, said town. How, did, did you find it an imperative to be hyper local first, you know, wherever that may have been? Yes. Uh, so we didn't exclude other businesses in other areas. Um, but it's when you have a marketplace, you 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 come across that, you know, the chicken and the egg problem, which one comes first or which one do you focus on first? Uh, so for us, the, the easiest thing to do was to figure out which cities we wanted to zero in on first. Um, you know, I, I had already built that that community. So it was like, okay, where are most of these people located? They were in New York, LA, Atlanta, Chicago, Detroit. Um, and so then it was drilling down into those specific areas to find the businesses and find the people. Um, very similar to like Uber and, and a lot of those companies. And, you know, when they first started, they were just in specific locations and then expanded outward. And you were doing, you know, social media for major brands before you did this. Like, what did you learn about how things work in those brands that might have helped you, you know, scale official Black Wall Street? I think the biggest thing, so I had, um, out of college, I worked in the music industry. So I was at Atlantic Records and digital marketing. Then I went to Complex Magazine and Essence Magazine and, and social. Uh, and I think being at, um, being at those companies, especially the um, digital online publications, Essence and, and Complex, was super helpful because it, I learned content um, and content is king. So when it comes to marketing official Black Wall Street, when it came to growing our platform, um, even going viral um, in, in different areas, um, you know, being, for example, being at Essence, it taught me the type of headlines that people look for. So I was able to write our, our press releases when we first started. Um, I, you know, had a, a good idea of, you know, similar audience. So I got a good idea of what people clicked on versus what they didn't click on so much uh, when it comes to the images and, and the headlines. Um, so I was able to create articles um, on a consistent basis that would literally go viral and bring more attention to the businesses on the platform. Um, so I think that, and, and when it comes to social media, just um, being consistent, which is uh, a tall order because you know social media can be a lot. Um, and knowing, knowing when to sit out of you know the the new thing that's happening or knowing when um which platforms you need to focus on so that you're not spreading yourself so thin uh but i think those two things especially content was a, a major key for me afrotech is a global gathering where inclusive tech companies meet innovators it's the only tech event you need all year Get ready for Afrotech 2023 in Austin, Texas, November 1st through the 5th. We built a whole template you can use to help you get your employer to sponsor your trip and enjoy experiences built for every stage of your career. Whether you're a college student looking for your next internship or if you're working in venture capital looking for your next business to invest in. And if you're looking for a co-founder or people to join your team, there's no better place to be. The massive corporate layoffs of 2022 and 2023 have affected our community in a big way. And Afrotech wants to help you get back on your feet with skill development, making it easier to switch industries if that's your route. And at Afrotech, you'll make connections to help you get your next opportunity. Visit Afrotech.com conference to learn more. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow Black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. 
State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. AT&T connects and old to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Have you found that knowing that black vendors exists is enough? Like what, what other keys to them thriving and us supporting them are necessary? Uh, knowing that they exist, definitely not enough. Um, I think when it comes to support, there has to be, it has to be intentional. One thing that I've found is that there is always this massive energy towards buying black uh, when something happens, you know, when there's, you know, some like police brutality or there's a larger, you know, luxury brand that does something that it is always reactionary. Uh, so I think for us, in order to, to move things forward, at least on our end, um, it has to be a, a more intentional push where we're not just doing this um, as a reaction to something else. Um, one, uh, and then two, there is you know, we can talk about, you know, systemic racism and, and the, the different challenges business owners go through when it comes to that. And that is a whole different ballgame that we can't even, I believe that it's, 
it's um it's up to the powers that be to to change um that system and you know the when we talk about access to capital and you know there was a stat that black women receive less than one percent of vc funding you know when it comes to bank financing you know even when we're equally qualified we still get shut out of those loans so i think there is a, a heap of um, work that needs to be done on that end. Uh, and I think when it comes to us, there is, um, I think supporting or knowing that they exist isn't enough. I think that we need to be intentional about supporting them. Uh, and number two, I think we need to be intentional, intentional about um, giving grace when it comes to black businesses um, and not just not just when it comes to the day-to-day -day supporting, but also, you know, when there is a Black business that gets acquired, you know, that is, that is, uh, being an entrepreneur, if you are an entrepreneur, you know that that is an amazing accomplishment. Um, so being, you know, having some grace and understanding how things work on the other end would, would definitely help. Yeah, along those lines, I was reading this article when you said buying Black should not be a trend, it should be a habit. Um, and with that said, like, it's not always easy to buy black. Like, how do you discuss this being a responsibility in that sometimes we probably should go a little bit out of our way to support black owned businesses? Um, you know, what would you say to that? Um, I would say that it's, it's necessary. Um, you know, we, we don't have the same access. Um, we, we also don't have the same, um, the same number of businesses, uh, the same variety in our communities. I mean, you go to some, even some black communities and, you know, there are um, Asian owned businesses on every single corner and it, we, we don't have that um, all the time. So I think it's necessary for us to, you know, even if it means you got to go out of your way a little bit to support, um, I mean, how else are we going to get it done? I know something that um, there is one one, I guess you can call it a complaint that I hear a lot with people like, um, you know, the, the price points when it comes to black businesses are a lot higher than others. Uh, and it ties into, you know, what you just said and, and us going out of our way to support. A lot of times these small black owned businesses don't have the same um, contracts. They don't have the same demand that these larger companies have to sell things at a, a steep discount. Uh, and they can't get to that point unless we actually go out of our way to support them so that they have the demand to do so. Uh, so yeah, it's it's like an ongoing cycle, but the the only way for us to to actually push through, and I mean, we've been doing this for uh, God knows how long. You know, I have an advisor who, you know, is old enough to be my dad and he talks about, you know, we were in college, we did something like this too. So at some point we have to do something different if we wanna see something different. Like I, I said this on a, a different episode, but like I don't shop at Target because I believe in their mission. Like I shop there because they have what I need and it's purely just that. Um, how do we get more black owned businesses and black owned companies to just be utilities to where it doesn't necessarily matter um, to even communities outside of our community to where it's not just us, but they just simply have what you need? Yeah, um, I think that um you said businesses being purely utility. Yeah, in that we're not necessarily, I'm not, I don't support Target or I don't support mm -hmm. Walmart. I, I just go there because they have the thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? And right. so in that way, they're, they, they purely are the tool because they're the vehicle who have the stuff on the shelf that I need. Now, in, to your point about 
um, specifically black owned businesses, we do need to support. And I agree with that. But I wonder how do we get them to the place to where we as a community and other communities are frequenting these, these places, black owned businesses, particularly mm. just because they had the thing. Yes, that is a great point. Um, that is a really good point. I feel like we, especially in doing this, we have so many uh, basically businesses that are nece necessities, everyday necessities. Um, in terms of, you know, getting more businesses into that space, I think it's, it's all knowledge and resources. Um, and a lot of, you know, there is that education gap in a lot of our communities. We, we don't have an example of someone who has done this before. I mean, it's a lot easier now because we have the internet. So, you know, you can Google something or go to YouTube University and, and figure it out. Um, but I think, um, you know, letting people know the benefits of it so that, you know, everyone doesn't have to have a skincare or not that anything is wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But creating things that, that people actually need. Um, and sometimes they're not the sexiest businesses. I remember someone had told me about, um, there's this company that, that sells like ice. And I was like, I did not even think about that. But, mm -hmm. you know, businesses continuously need ice and, you know, they sell directly to restaurants. But anyway, um, I think it's, it's um, I think for a lot of business owners, we create these businesses out of a need or out of a passion. So like, hey, I can cook really well, so I created a business from it. Or I can sew really well, so I created something from it. Um, so I think, I hate saying that we need more knowledge because I also think even more than that, we need money. But um, I do think that there is an education gap where we need to understand you know, the, the, the benefits when it comes to profit. Um, I think uh, I've seen a lot of business owners who are creatives and not necessarily um, savvy in the, the business sense. Yeah. You know, I, I was reading um, a post about you guys having, you know, re, you've recirculated about $10 million in sales and business services back into black owned businesses. So first of all, congratulations. And, you know, we salute you uh, for that. Um, what are some some of the best effective messages or best effective methods of encouraging black people to spend their dollars with black owned businesses? And here's why I ask is there, I don't know the numbers. You may know these numbers. But it talks about, you know, the white dollar may circulate, you know, X amount of times. The Jewish dollar circulates Y amount of times. And whatever it is, ours, once we have it, it's, com it's immediately out of our community. Mm -hmm. Six um, hours. Six hours. Um, so mm -hmm. how, how, what are some of the best messages you found to be effective in inspiring Black-owned business support? Uh, that is a good point. When it, the stat that you had mentioned, um, the, do, the dollar in the black community circulates for six hours. In Asian and Jewish communities, it's um, a month and 20 days on average. Um, but um, I think the, the best message that I have found is um, the benefits of supporting black-owned businesses. You know, when it comes to, one, circulating our dollars back into our community, creating more jobs. Um, and creating more conglomerates. You know, when we talk about, um, you know, anytime there is a black owned business that gets acquired, you know, social media. Um, does what you it know, does. Social media is, <laughs> yeah. People are usually pissed about it. And it's like, no, this is, this is how it works. This is how we generate um, more wealth. We always talk about generational wealth in our community. And this is like a major way that we get to that point. Um, so I think, 
I think the the best um, the best message is making it personal. You know, this is the reason why I support Black-owned businesses is because I want to see more wealth in my community, and that is a great way to recirculate it. Um, even when it comes to um, when we're talking about the benefits of of buying Black. Um, even there was a study that Goldman Sachs did a couple of years ago where they found that um, it, I think it was like nine times out of ten um, when there is a black entrepreneur in our community they become leaders so they become mentors they're teaching other people how to become business owners um, you know they're they're basically leaders within their community um, so I think removing the whole um, you know, this company or this police officer did this thing, so now we're going to do this in response. I think moving, you know, removing that completely um, and uh, making it more so about, um, you know, giving back to, you know, bringing dollars back into our community and, and our infrastructures and our local economy. I think that that is the, the best message to, you know, to get things through to people. And so you have this um, initiative to expand black, the official Black Wall Street app to 10 countries. You know, super ambitious. Um, proud of you, though. I salute you for undertaking this. Um, but talk about, you know, the challenges that exist when, you know, starting to distribute to um, other countries when there's different cultural implications, different economic implications. How are you navigating those types of conversations? Um, so expanding um, outside of the U.S. has been a goal that uh, we've had maybe since our first app iteration. Uh, we have, you know, in growing the platform, we have been, we've received emails and messages from people in South Africa, um, the Netherlands, Canada, who were just like, yo, we need this too. Like, how can we um, get this into our country and our community? Uh, so for us, we, I mean, we're not launching in 10 different countries like tomorrow or next year, but we definitely plan on doing it one by one. Um, so we, we've connected with, you know, local organizations in South Africa and the Netherlands, which is, you know, we're, we're considering starting um, and making it more of a collaborative effort so that we, um, one, gain access to, um, you know, knowing the, the different pain points that they're going through as well. Um, but also having someone on the ground who already knows, you know, the, the area, already knows the culture um, and can kind of act as a, an ambassador or liaison for official Black Wall Street. You know, we've talked about these stats and I don't love them, but, you know, their reality is, you know, most black owned businesses have relatively small payrolls by and large. And two thirds, you know, like 66 percent have fewer than 10 employees. And this, these are like 2020 numbers, like very recent numbers of 14 percent, you know, 10 to 49 employees and just 3 percent, you know, 50 percent, 50 employees or more. How do we scale? Like what is what is the barrier between us and building businesses that that grow beyond mom and pop shops? Mm -hmm. Man, it really hurts um, even hearing it out loud. But um, the first thing I thought of was um, one, the access to capital a lot of the, the business owners that we work with, they don't, one, they don't have the, the knowledge of, of receiving that capital and knowing what's possible and what their options are. Um, and so for them, you know, they're starting out in a negative um, and there is no space for hiring somebody else. It's like, okay, we can get an intern, but that's about it because we have to work our way up. Um, so I think, you know, one, um, the, the different biases that 
business owners go through when it comes to bank funding, uh, VC funding, um, all of that has to to um, all that has to change in order for us to actually get the the funds that we need to to launch and, and scale. Uh, but I think outside of that, it goes back to the conversation of buying black and you know what I mentioned before about people um, kind of like the cycle that we're in, where it's like you. We want businesses to grow and, and be prosperous, but we have to support them so that they have the demand to grow to that level and actually, you know, have the, the revenue and the funds that they need to hire other people and continue to grow. Uh, so it, it, it always goes back to access to capital and, and us actually, you know, making a concerted effort to support those businesses. Yeah, I'm gonna give you another one that may even help further this conversation is like, there, according to I think U.S. Census, there's 140,918 at least registered U.S. Black or African American owned businesses. Because Lord knows we have many that are just not registered, and we're just doing this. <laughs> and so, uh, across all sectors of the economy, um, in they they attribute they have ray um, I'm sorry in sales generation 141 billion dollars in 2020. That's their annual sale. So just in like raw division, you know, that's um, with 1.3 million people employed by these companies, that's nine employees per company out of those 140,000. Um, and then raw division, a million dollars in sales per company. Obviously, that's raw division. Some of them are doing better than others. Um, but if there are a couple levers that make the most difference with these businesses scaling, that we as a community can pay attention to when we're both building these businesses and trying to support these businesses what can we do so like and here's i would like you to answer that and particularly from the perspective of building these businesses because you work with these companies what kind of things are the ones that are growing doing right at the onset that help them to scale that other companies you know may do wrongly that hurt their ability Oh man, I have um, two that immediate, immediately came to mind. Um, one is prioritizing tech in some way, shape or form um, so that we're not trailing behind um, the industry. And two, um, I think one thing that, one thing that I've seen a lot, a lot of black owned businesses do not have a marketing budget um, and, or don't understand the importance of marketing. And my background is in marketing. so. Uh, for me, that is in official Black Wall Street is essentially a, a MarTech company, but um, you know, so it, it is extremely important to me. And I think the communicating that importance to businesses, where it's like, you know, these are the things that you should have as you know a, a business owner if you want to grow and scale. Um, but I found that there are so many, so many um, business owners, large and small, who just don't have a marketing budget or don't prioritize marketing. Um, or don't have a sales strategy or funnel. Uh, and so there are all these kind of missing pieces that are kind of that are glued together and it just it doesn't um, it doesn't work out when it comes to scaling. Uh, so knowing how to, to automate you know those different processes and being strategic about things like having a, a strategy for, um, sales and if you're not a salesperson, I'm not a salesperson. So we have someone who who specifically does it. Well, as an entrepreneur, I am the the salesperson, but you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, I think you know those are the, the the biggest things that I've seen. You cannot grow a company if you aren't if you aren't putting mac money back into it. 
and marketing, you know, your product or service to other people. Where are we making money? Like in, in what industries are we making the most money? Um, I've seen a lot, well, at least when it comes to our platform, we have, I've seen that we have a lot of businesses that are in professional services. Um, there are a lot of businesses that are in food and beverages and a lot that are in beauty. Um, so when you say professional when services, let's break down what that is. Like, is that consulting or mm -hmm. bookkeeping? That's like consulting, bookkeeping, um, you know, CPA, uh, marketing, um, people in, in those, basically people who took their professional skills and said, boom, I'm going to make a business out of this. Done. And, and you talked yeah. about early, oh, good, continue on if you weren't finished. No, no, that's, I'm good. And so you talked about earlier, you had this database of a community and you could look and see, you know, where is it, where does it make the most sense to launch um, official Black Wall Street? Talk, you know, we've seen the lists of best cities for a black entrepreneurship. You know, I would, want, I would love to hear from you. Where are you, where do you see if you were to locate or relocate a, a service, where do you think geographically are suitable places that offer the best chance for success? Oh, um, I would say number one is Atlanta. Um, I think Atlanta is probably at the top of everyone's list, but there is, you know, this massive community of, of black professionals and black entrepreneurs. Um, and so, you know, collaborating and partnering, which is something I think we must do, uh, is a lot easier in that kind of atmosphere where there's so many different creatives and, and you know, entrepreneurs around you. Um, so Atlanta um, is a definite, um, I'm a little biased on this, but I would say New York only because there are so many opportunities out here um, and so many companies that, you know, you can, you know, corporate companies that you can network with. Um, there are also so many founders out here. Um, but I think I found Atlanta, Houston, um, New York, which I'm, I'm a little biased, so you can take that one with a grain of salt. Um, I think those are also Miami. Um, I feel like there has been this growing, you know, black tech community in, in Miami as well. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. 
Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. You're obviously um, paying a lot of attention to not only your the growth of um, directory listings on your platform, but also that those companies grow and thrive. What gives you hope about what you're seeing? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, what gives me hope is just the quality of the businesses. Um, I think that was one of the reasons why I created Official Black Wall Street as a resource in general. You know, I this started out as, you know, a passion project. I wanted to support the businesses in my community. So I'm like, all right, let me just, you know, create a list and see what's out there. And there were so many beautiful, dope, amazing businesses. Um, everything you can think of from, you know, Black-owned banks, restaurants, um, gas stations. And I was like, wow, this is this is amazing. Uh, and I, I don't see that. I'm a very prideful person. I think that we are an amazing, amazing people. Um, the most creative and brilliant people, you know. So I think that alone has, has given me a lot of hope. Um, also, there is this major trend of people prioritizing, you know, like socially conscious brands or um, brands that at least align with their value. Uh, I think Forbes had come out with this, this article saying that, you know, socially conscious spending is at an all-time high. Uh, so we see the trend is there. We see that people are, are, um, are more focused on Black-owned businesses, maybe not as much as, you know, three years ago. But there is a, a bigger focus on Black-owned businesses. There's a bigger focus on, you know, spending ba- based on value. Uh, and I think the world is um, the world is finally seeing the amazing things that we produce. Uh, and I think that's one of the one of the things that excites me about doing official Black Wall Street. Like we have Black-owned multivitamins and and Black-owned puzzles and and toys and dolls and there's just a wealth of amazing businesses out there. And so, um, yeah, I'm very hopeful about it. 
Black Tech Green Money is a production of Blavity Afrotech on the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartMedia. It's produced by Morgan DeBon and me, Will Lucas, with additional production support by Sarah Ergen and Rose McLucas. Special thank you to Micah Davis, Vanessa Serrano, and Maya Muldrew. Learn more about my guests and other tech disruptors and innovators at afrotech.com. Enjoying Black Tech Green Money? Share this with somebody. Go get your money. Peace and love. Afrotech is a global gathering where inclusive tech companies meet innovators. It's the only tech event you need all year. Get ready for Afrotech 2023 in Austin, Texas, November 1st through the 5th. We built a whole template you can use to help you get your employer to sponsor your trip and enjoy experiences built for every stage of your career. Whether you're a college student looking for your next internship or if you're working in venture capital looking for your next business to invest in. And if you're looking for a co-founder or people to join your team, there's no better place to be. The massive corporate layoffs of 2022 and 2023 have affected our community in a big way. And Afrotech wants to help you get back on your feet with skill development, making it easier to switch industries if that's your route. And at Afrotech, you'll make connections to help you get your next opportunity. Visit Afrotech.com conference to learn more. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.